Special edition, we are live. Live with Matt Eisman, who is at the Funny Bone all weekend long. Travis Sherrell. Travis Sherrell, this is your first time this speaking first to Matt. Time, yeah. This is Matt's third time technically on the show in the very last couple of years. Matt, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being worthy of Travis's time. I, I know. I, I felt that for the time. previous I, two times. Travis kind of woke up and said, no, right. no. Yeah. no, I'm not I'm not getting out of bed for Matt. Matt looks at me. He's like, just two white guys talking, huh? Two white guys talking. This, this is, is really thing. new. We're breaking <laughs> some ground here. what we're doing. It's not Godfrey? Okay. I guess I can I guess so. Uh, you know Matt from American Ninja Warrior, and then most recently Live Rescue. Yeah. You were just telling us if you can't. Can we talk about? Yeah, what yeah, we're yeah. Talking about. Yeah. You're going to be doing a live ride along with St. Louis Fire Department yeah. while you're here in town. It's crazy. That's super exciting too. And I'm just wondering, like, what kind of snacks you guys are going to eat while you're sitting around? <laughs> like, what is it? Do you bring in classic Playboys, or you do read like the like? I'm just picturing I, this, like a frat well, house. This will like, be the. F so I, I I went to San Bernardino and oh, okay. met up with Air Crew. Uh, but you know, the, the, these are the first times I've ever been around firefighters yeah. in in their native settings. Right. Right. So I don't know what to expect. I, I figure bring along some barbecue is always a safe bet. I think and probably is. some beer. Yeah, yeah. they can't drink one. on duty. I think, but I can. Yeah. So yeah, no. I'm not I'm not saving lives. Are you still suckling at the Stella tweet? Or I, I, yeah, I the, say. The, no, it is the tweet because yeah, the tweet, tweet you're always to the teeth. It's unbelievable. <laughs> what an example it was of the power of social media where. And my, my philosophy is I tend to try to keep it positive. I feel like right. there's so much negativity on there. And I'm like, listen, I, you got plenty to complain about. Yep. Nobody wants to hear me complain. Right. My life's not that bad. And I thought I wanted to just celebrate things. Because what's amazing to me is how I see every tweet about me. Mm -hmm. I said, may not respond to them, but I see it. Right. And I thought, you know, these brands are seeing it. And, and so I just was... I just wanted to say, like, I, I, I like Stella. And, and uh -huh. so I was just, every time I was drinking, I was like, you know, how much I liked it. And finally, right. Stella was like, yeah, we got it. Okay, <laughs> we get it, dude. We got it. And so I, I, I said, I was coming to St. Louis, and I'm like, hey, anything to do? And Stella goes, come visit us. And so I went out to the Anheuser-Busch, awesome. and it turns out there's a person behind the account. I was hoping it was just like a beard yeah. that had grown arms. <laughs> was it? No. But I went on a tour, and, and it's been unbelievable how the, they, they sent me some stuff. And, look, I'd buy it anyway. But it's, it's, it was really cool when you think of how, how democratizing, how leveling social media is, where you could be yeah. anywhere, and yeah. you could reach out to your favorite beer you could reach out to your favorite band your favorite director or you know if you're women's a mma fighter women's mma cyborg i'm buddies with cyborg are you really i met her she put me in a headlock once. i don't think i could have gotten out of it she not released me no, it doesn't go but it's yeah. it's really fun how i think for a lot of people who have dreams right. wherever you are like you can reach out to people yeah very true and you know, I, I became buddies with Brian Koppelman, who wrote Rounders. Yes, and he does uh, billions. Billions, my and I just be, just show. on Twitter where I'd said, I I I'd been tweeting the show, and then he he one night goes, you know, my whole family watching Ninja Warrior. What a great time! I'm like, he's a fan of my show. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you kidding me? That is awesome. Uh, yeah, and it's it's really fun. I think to to connect with people where you just have this ability to reach out and, and all of a sudden, you know, get someone's ear and share, share things. At what point do we petition, petition Koppelman for a cousin of the main character? Uh, Bobby Axe's cousin. I'd Tell love me, to oh it. my be Bobby goodness, Axe. yes, it would or be like perfect. Wild, I could be Wild Bill's like, like oh, delinquent brother. I think so. I'm, oh, thinking, yeah. I'm thinking, it's funny how I've subtly pitched that to a lot of people. Like, we'll, we'll yeah. take that under advice. Right. <laughs> 
like, I don't think that's good. I don't that's think that's going to happen. Uh, you should execute that uh, on I your YouTube it. channel. <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, you're right. And it's so the, the the most obvious one has been I I did Celebrity Apprentice with Schwarzenegger. Right. And he was the one who said, I want you to be in one of my movies. And I'm like, oh, I would love to be killed by you, sir. And he's like, yeah. no, maybe we could be like pals or something. I'm like. Okay, you just did a Terminator movie, <laughs> right. huh? Yeah. Huh? You tell me I, I can't mean, play a robot? Come I, on. Listen, I I have no personality on camera. <laughs> but it's like you know, and, and I've stayed in touch with Schwarzenegger, so we're that's so surreal. We're doing, it, it's 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 crazy because I was I was saying how in my childhood bedroom, my, my parents still live in the house I grew up in. It's it's unchanged since I got out of high school. So right. the Predator poster is still there. And that was one of the things like I showed him. You have a poster of Harvey Weinstein in your room? <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you, Matt? You dog. Harvey man. Weinstein, who was responsible for rounders. Yeah. But it was Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and, and I showed him at one point, like, you've been on my wall. And yeah. so he wrote me a That's letter hilarious. once going, you always say how lucky you are to have met the guy whose poster was on your walls. He goes, but I feel like I'm the lucky one to have you as a friend. Stop and I read all of his Shut letters like your face. And I like have it framed. Stop I send it, it to my brother. That and it's just so awesome. And I, I'm, I'm hosting like strong men competitions for him. He, do, he does his own version of it. And it's so much fun. When I look at growing up in Denver, entertainment was never on my radar right. as something to do. And now I'm hanging out with a guy whose poster was on my wall. Right. It's just, it's really fun. I try to always be appreciative of the ridiculous, ridiculous stuff. That's a way to be, too. Oh, how often do you look back on, like, because you, you started as far away from that yeah. world as possible. Yeah. So to, to arrive here, tell us about the journey and what it means to yeah. you now. Because, again, people don't know this. You, you're a physician. I'm a doctor, yeah. And, and when I think back, and, and I, I do, I do a lot of my, my good friends, obviously, are, are, are still in medicine. Mm -hmm. And when I was back in Denver where I was doing my residency before I bailed, I was just uh, at Thanksgiving. I was hanging out with one of my good friends who's become like a superstar in the infectious disease world and his wife's uh, a That's baby awesome. catcher, OBGYN. I have That's a awesome. great I, idea for a pageant that you could host this, now. Like, this the could be... infectious disease, here he is. <laughs> Mr. Tuberculosis and chlamydia. <laughs> and I was just watching him and it struck me because we were having a good time. We're watching football and all of a sudden his wife's pager went off uh -huh. and she's like, I got to go deliver a baby. I'm like, you still have a pager? She's like, yeah, <laughs> babies come at any hour of the day. I got to, and I was just like, my God, I couldn't imagine that. Cause that was one of the things that, that made me leave medicine was this idea of it's, it's not a job, it's a calling and it never mm. leaves you. Your, your patients are always on your mind. Right. And that was where I struggled. Cause I remember when I'd get out of the hospital, I was playing GoldenEye on Nintendo 64. I was going snowboarding. I was doing anything. I wanted to escape. Of course. Yeah. And, and that's not that you, you, that's not, you had to be having them always on mm. your mind. It was just this all consuming, it's not a job. It really is. I think it's something higher. And so I, I have tremendous respect for those who stayed in it. And I look back and I'm so happy that I had the, I'm glad I did it. I think it shaped it shaped me as a person, and it gave me a really healthy perspective right. on entertainment. Mm -hmm. Where it feels like it's life and death, it's not. not We're making yeah. TV. Right. Let's, yeah. Hey, let's, let's do let's, another take. Let's yeah. you know what? <laughs> I, I it up. Or even when it's live, it's live on live rescue. You're like, listen. Yeah. You, we're covering heroes, those first responders who are going right. into the to the house that's on fire. If I screw up a name or something, I'm like, that's okay. Right. Yeah. They live. Right. Yeah. Everybody and it's 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 forward. I really, you know, I, I think I, I, I appreciate that and I appreciate that I'm making a much better living than I would have right. as a doctor. Right. So true. And I get to do what I love and I get to have fun and come here and 
hang out with you guys and have beers with Stella. You know, it's just, it's, that makes sense. That's awesome. It's really awesome. It's, Do you think you'll fun. end up in the St. Louis firefighters calendar this year? Like, I feel like that's well, if they want like the guy who's like, <laughs> look at me, I eat barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I am curious uh, as you as you jump into this this world, has anything shook you? So far, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, too, you have a little bit of a background. I have so you've a seen background, some trauma. But, but I think it's it's. Um, here was the thing in in medicine, we always had the context of it was in the hospital. So mm -hmm. even when you know we'd cut people open, you're in the operating room, you actually have them draped off. You're not looking at a person; you're really looking at a small part. Right. And I think that's what's different for first responders. They're seeing people ah. in their homes. They're seeing people on the side of the road. Cars still driving by. Yeah, They're not stopping. Yeah, yeah. cars or or guns going off in the area. Jeez. And where I think of how stressful it is, where they could be sitting there, nothing, mm -hmm. nothing, nothing. And then it's beyond 10. Yeah. It is, you know, a, a burning house. There's smoke. You don't know if there's a kid in there. You don't know. Or we found people care about kids. They go nuts if there are animals. Yeah. On, on, on our show, Live Rescue, the things that get the most traction are cats and dogs. And it's incredible. If, like a person could be overdosing. A person could be in a burning house. There's a cat who got his paw stuck in the garage. People for weeks are like, can we get some follow-up <laughs> on the cat? <laughs> How's the cat? Aren't you glad he's reaching out to all these black viewers that are worried about the dogs? <laughs> now, who are you blaming for the dogs? Is that us? That's all y'all. All right. That's yeah. all y'all. That's how it goes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if we're a couple, there's, no, there's, there's not a black family that's taking the time to write a letter to Live Rescue. Like, what happened when to you the know about this cat? dog? Yeah, um. yeah, that's fair. It was my aunt. I'm not gonna lie. It was, it's it's how it goes. Uh, I, I, I wanted to say this too. How nice is it that whenever you have friends like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you can like maybe get into a movie or you can be shouted out on something. Like if we have friends around here, Travis, like we need to up our friend game. Yeah. Like we could, like we might get like a slice of pizza or a beer or something bought for us or something. We, we need Matt to help us bridge that gap to have better friends. Well, for rewarding us. It's at funny a though. Level. Honestly, like those are the things. Like a free slice of pizza. Those are the things when I walk into a place like. This pizza's on them. <laughs> that's that stuff. I, I get such a kick out of it. It's like again, I'm, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm cheap. It's not that. It's really that idea of someone thinks enough of you right. to try to hook you up. Right. And that's what you know. What that's what's been fun is that now with Ninja Warrior in particular, where to be able to say people want to come see the show. Yeah. And so it's like, hey, I. I can make that happen. Right. You, I, I got something I can right. hook you up right. with. What's the thing about Ninja Warrior that maybe like us commoners wouldn't understand? Because I see every time I watch Ninja Warrior in my head, I think oh, I can at least get halfway through the so course. What is it about that? The, the thing that I've that I've seen he about knows it firsthand is is yeah I can't is is. I think that it's really the actual competition, the actual performance on the course has become somewhat secondary for a lot of the ninjas to the family. And I say family that, that they've found in this community. And so many people, I think, were, were at a place in their lives where you know, either they'd been in a team sport or, or, or they, they just went through something challenging where I think they needed a group of people, mm. these like-minded people who were pursuing this impossible challenge of bettering themselves and who they've just found this unbelievably supportive family that and what's what's great is like i played sports and there was there's very much a hierarchy you mm -hmm. know when you're the rookie yeah. you're the one who's getting dumped on you're getting hazed in this sport when you're the first you're coming out for that first time and you're nervous the veterans the most experienced people are like hey can i can i help you can i teach you oh, that's awesome. great they remember being there and and yeah. they wanted to make this feel like this 
this big community. And we, we do Ninja Warrior Junior now for kids, yeah. 9 to 14. And seeing it come down to kids where, you know, the playground is cutthroat. You guys remember where God, it's whatever. cutthroat. And to see these kids out there, like, high-fiving each other or waiting atop the warped wall and cheering awesome. for each other. And it's, it's awesome, I think, to see where look i played sports growing up and i think that it, it definitely it shapes you you know and i think yeah. in a good way it does but it's also i think it's healthy to have an alternative where it's like it's okay to fall you know everyone falls it's okay get right. back up and seeing that's what i think really strikes me is seeing people have a moment that you know is going to stick with them for the rest of their life to have overcome something or for a lot of the, for a lot of the people the biggest victory is getting on the course we had that's we had a girl awesome. daniela bright who was tweeting. I was live tweeting the show, and she she said, uh, "Yeah, if if I ever get out of bed, I'd love to go." I'm like, "Oh, sleepy, you know, tough day." And she's like, "No, I'm, you know, I'm I have stage three breast cancer, and I'm I'm too weak to get out of bed." I'm like, "Oh my god!" She goes, "My dream would be to be on the show." So I sent her a shirt. A year later, she shows up. She's she cancer's in remission, and she gets on the course. That's she amazing. fell two steps in. And it, I was like, I was devastated. And she came out of the water with the biggest smile on her face. Like she won <laughs> she the Super Bowl. Awesome. And, and she was like, it didn't matter how I did. I got here. Right. I'm yeah. alive. That's like, awesome. I've won. And it was, it, was, it was really healthy to see these, these athletes bringing that perspective. Right. Because, you know, it's obviously the show, you know, we, we tell the stories, but there is a focus on, you know, there's a camera on your face. Yeah. Right when you finish. Mm -hmm. And to see these people genuinely reacting in a way where they're like, hey, there are bigger things than how I do on a reality right. show. It's it's awesome. That's huge. I, I'm curious, too. So college baseball player as well. More out of touch guy sitting on his couch. Dude who yells at the professional baseball player for whiffing on a 90-mile-an-hour <laughs> curveball. Right. Or dude sitting on his couch saying, I ought to hit those uh, bars just as good as them. American Ninja Warrior. Like, which is the more difficult athletic I, I think they are similarly <laughs> disillusioned. Listen, talk, I could never hit a curveball. <laughs> I couldn't hit a 68-mile-an-hour curveball. And when you watch some of the ungodly stuff, those guys, Cole. I mean, oh, my goodness. Oh, just take it, well, 300 well, million's a bargain. Yeah, yeah right. Bargain. right. <laughs> like, locally, one of the most iconic things is Adam Wayne. Right, as a closer, as a rookie, just buckling Carlos Beltran yeah. in the NLCS in uh, 2006. And but you think about it, like he's 22 at the time, right. and just zoof, yeah. and, and puts a Hall of Famer on his ass. Yeah, like, that's uh, it, that's it's just embroiled. But you know, in, in like, right, baseball. You know, you you fail seven only seven out of ten times. You could be <laughs> you're you one know, of the best ever. You're one of the best ever. Right. Um, it, it's a you know, and I think that's that's kind of similar to Ninja Warrior where. We've had two winners in, in 11 seasons. Every other person, every single other person who's been on the show has ended falling. And, and so I think it's a show where, and yet, you know, it seems like it's a show with a lot of failure, but you see people win in different ways. And right. so I think in baseball, it is a little more black and white. Like, hey, you struck out. You right. lost. Right. There are no moral victories in baseball. There's no moral victories in baseball. Ninja, there is. But, you know. Look, I've watched the show. I consider myself an athlete, and then I went on and broke my foot trying it. And I'm like, oh God, this is ridiculous. Yes. You can't, you can't, you know, we've had, we've had professional athletes, Hall of Famers, gold, gold medal winners, Navy SEALs come out. And it's just not that they're not amazing athletes. You just haven't trained. You gotta do obstacle training. If you haven't, you're not gonna do well. You just aren't. What do people say to the people in gyms when they see them preparing for Ninja Warrior? Because I feel like the people who you like. The things you have to do to get prepared for Ninja Warrior it's, isn't conventional well, inside of a gym. What's interesting, <laughs> if you're in a regular gym, all they're doing is body weight stuff. Okay. There's virtually no weight training. And, and the older I get, 
And the more you see how much strain weightlifting puts on your body, you're like, do you need to bench 300 pounds unless you're an offensive lineman? No. Do push, you know, do things that are body weight. So I think their training is normal until they get into a ninja warrior gym. And we have ultimate ninjas is a big one in St. Louis. And when, when you watch them doing laches where they're launching their body, sometimes 15, 20 feet in the air, you're just, and, and their hands they're, are blistered and bloodied and callous. But the, the joy they get from failing, 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 failing for hours, days, sometimes weeks. And then when they break through and they learn something that they didn't that's awesome. know before. And it's, you know, that's what I think is, is such a good life lesson. Because so much of, I think, what we do in life, you know, whether it's your emotional well-being or how you're doing at work, it's hard to quantify if you're advancing. And I think it's really helpful for these people in Ninja Warrior to see, I put this hard work in, I can now do the salmon ladder better. And I think sometimes it's so helpful to do something that's very tangible to have progress to help you in other areas of your life. And I think that's, that's what I've really noticed on Ninja Warrior is these people have benefited from being on this show in ways so much more than just their fitness, where you see these people just come with a newfound confidence that translates into relationships or, you know, for a lot of them battling substance abuse or how they've coped with uh, loss or even in work where a lot of our ninjas were, you know, didn't really have like a profession or anything. And then they found Ninja Warrior and we, Jamie Ron is a captain NBC. This guy had all these health issues, had, had migraine headaches and and he talked about it. He was very open. He said, you know, he dealt with some depression. And mm-hmm. he's like, Ninja Warrior helped rebuild his confidence. Now he's married. He's running a, a ninja gym out here. And, and you see this guy who found a purpose in not just himself, but in helping others. And he's become wow. like a teacher. And, and how it's great when you see these people kind of finding that, that motivation. So I, I think that's, that, that it's, it's nice, again, having left medicine where you actually help right, people. Right, right. And TV, you know, entertainment is, is incredibly self-centered. It's, it's this navel-gazing focus on your self-existence. So it's nice to be a part of Ninja Warrior and Live Rescue right. where you feel like, well, I'm not doing much, but at least I'm celebrating people who right. are. It's a, it's a big part of it. I'm curious, too, with stand-up being a big part of your life. And, like, even TV shows, not with you, lately, they come and go, though, right? Yeah. It's, it's, they don't always last. So stand up being a consistent part was anyone, or can you think of a few different people that maybe helped you along that path specifically in it's, the stand up world? You or? know who I, I think the guy who helped me the most. And you know, I, I only recently met him and got a chance to tell him was Brian Regan. And what it did is I remember seeing him at comedy works in Denver where I was. Mm-hmm. And this was when I was in, I was doing residency and I just started having this sense of maybe there's something more I could be doing. Mm. And I went to his show And I remember I'd laughed harder than I've ever laughed in my entire life. And it was probably like 35, 40 minutes into his set, I go, this guy hasn't cursed once. He hasn't said anything remotely offensive. And I've never laughed so hard in my life. And I just saw, and then watching him and seeing how how much material he was generating and how, how just, he was just the way he connected with the crowd. And I think it gave me, you know, I'm not like I tried to do a roast once on Dennis Rodman, and thank God it wasn't televised. I, <laughs> I bombed. Oh, I bombed. Man. I bombed. Like oh. the Enola Gay was dropping yeah. me, and, and it was That's it was. So, and, and I knew it, and I was just sweating, going, I I just didn't have the the conviction, the right. courage to be mean, right. to be mean. Yeah. And and it was it was so great. I think you know when I when I saw Regan of where 
especially kind of when I was starting out in the uh, 99, 2000, you know, comedy, there was, there was a little bite, a little right. bite in comedy. Right. And I was like, I, I'm, you know, that's, that's just not my personality. And so kind of him, him show on the road. And it was awesome. I got to meet him and he's just, he's, he's every bit as nice in person. That's and awesome. just to tell him like, you know, Hey man, I, I, I appreciate what, and it turned out he was a fan of Ninja Warrior. So he brought his kid out to oh, set. That's fantastic. And cool. so then he's like, if you ever need anything, I'm like, well, he's performing in Denver where my folks are. And I'm gonna bring my folks and my brother and his wife to go see him, and, and like he's hooking me up with like tickets and backstage passes to come meet him. I'm just like, oh, that's fantastic! It's so much fun to be able to like take my parents to someone who I'm like, hey, this guy really right. influenced my comedy trajectory, which they make my dad, the doctor, may not be that thrilled. <laughs> right? That's what I was curious. Like, what? <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, what, what did the family think of the you transition? Know, well, I just I was so nervous. I was because I literally I thought my dad's gonna go. You know, I'm like, hey, dad, I'm leaving medicine to be a comedian. He's going, no, you're not. No, I'm about yeah. to say. The doc- <laughs> and had he said that, honestly, I don't know that I would. I certainly would have done it at that point. I probably would have been like, he's right. I need to to suck it up. And I don't know if I would have made the change. Instead, the first thing he said was, life is short, do what makes you happy. Wow. And it was, when he said that, it was just like such a relief. And people were like, oh, it must have been hard moving out to LA. I'm like, no. The hardest part was, was making the decision and telling my dad. After that, it was like a weight was lifted. And I went out to LA, and I, I was doing open mics. Awful. Open mics are awful. <laughs> I was so happy, though, that I didn't have a pager on. I didn't. I mm. didn't feel like if I screwed up, somebody could die. Right. Yeah. And I got into. I got a, a couple national commercials early on, so I was making five or six times what I was making as a resident. So all of a sudden, I was like, yeah. "I'm never going back." Right. I love. I love having an audience, and so I, I. And I think my parents have seen that, where they they see that I found, what I was what I was meant right. to do. That is so cool. Uh, yeah. That is so nice. It's and it's awesome. I think it's awesome. You know that that this is a very fickle business. Of course. And, uh, you know, the older I get, though, the more I see there really, you know, stability is an illusion in, in anything. Where even in medicine, you just see how in medicine, like, you know, doctors are losing autonomy. They're losing compensation. It's radically changing. And to have thought if I'd stayed in medicine because it was secure mm. and to then have it be, well, yeah, you still have a job, but you're making, you know, a third of what you used to make and, and you're seeing twice as many patients. I think I would have been completely miserable. A lot of people and are. So, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, ultimately it was like, do you bet on a career? Do you bet on a city? Do you bet on that? And I said, I want to bet on me. I want to bet on that. I can hopefully find a way to make a living. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the shows, every, every show ends. It does. Like right. Ninja Warrior is great. We were picked up for another season. I plan on every season being the last. So, mm-hmm. you know, Live Rescue is great. We got picked up for, for uh, through March, but you know, who knows, who knows when okay. it'll come. And and so I'm just, you know, you always try to hustle and, and look for what's next and, and just enjoy it in the moment and say, all right, hey, it's, I'm, I'm lucky to still have a job. What are the audiences like when they see you on a comedy stage? Well, it's, so that's been, a, it's been a challenge because nobody knows I'm a comedian. Like you watch Ninja Warrior, <laughs> that's you, you so get a little humor, but it's right. really, it's really the show's a star. We're telling stories and a lot of them are heavy stories. Live Rescue, get a little more personality, but still. You know, you're often dealing with people right. who are overdosing, having heart attacks, who've been shot. It's, you know, you don't want to be like, <laughs> "Wow, I got an extra hole there." Uh, lead content—that's lead poisoning through bullet. I, I just went into Brody Stevens, by the yeah. way. <laughs> you're welcome. Enjoy it. God bless him. Yes, um, yeah. So you know, uh, it's still you know that's my biggest challenge is letting people know that I, I do you know, stand-up comedy is what I started doing. I've seen this with. Uh, a friend who is on America's Got Talent. You, you see that, and the crowds come out, and they know he's a comic from that, but these are people that have never been to a stand-up show before, ever. Oh. 
So it was interesting watching. Oh, where are the judges? Yeah. Where's, where's, <laughs> well, and is it, Howie and here? And it's like you, his feature, who's his brother, you have it, he's ready to go out and like coach the crowd yeah. real quick because it's the same everywhere they go. Yeah. It's people's first time. Um, Heather McDonald was just in here. I bet she has a lot of first time. Juicy scoopers. The juicy scoopers. Yeah. Don't yeah. exactly hang out at the Chuckle Hut yeah. on a Tuesday night. <laughs> and they don't Why does everyone say the Chuckle Hut? <laughs> is there actually a Chuckle Hut? Because it works. Funny. It's, it's a case funny venue, Chuckle thing. Hut. Job of the Hut's uh, brother, uh, Chuckle. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 car sales. Yeah, yeah. you know it yep, is. And no. I think it's, you know, but it, what's great is, like Heather's podcast, she's, she's very personality driven right. and obviously AGT they were doing comedy it's it is a little interesting where people might go oh yeah Matt Eisen from Ninja Warrior right. I know that guy but he's not funny he just yells <laughs> I want uh, yeah you know so it's it's fun look I, I love doing stand-up and and it's it's always it is it is still I think the purest oh, the no purest doubt. form of entertainment yes, where absolutely. it's you a microphone and a crowd and you know, I think Jerry Seinfeld said it. We're like, oh, I don't care how famous you are. It buys you five minutes. <laughs> and then they're like, no, oh, make, you know, it, it yeah. is. And you see it. You see it. When, when people come on, I remember I introduced Ray Romano at the improv. He got a standing ovation when I said his name. And he's like, ah, come on. <laughs> he was man. And because he, he was just like, he was working on stuff. He's like, right. not all going to be that fun. Right. right. Like, <laughs> you, you didn't hype this up. Yeah. Boy. And then people relax. Like, and they're like, I'm working on it. Yeah. And, and, you know, he was hilarious, but. But you see that where I think, um, you know, people don't fake laugh. They'll smile. They'll no, or they'll go. Right. That was funny. They'll right. If it was, why weren't you laughing? Right. <laughs> my, I think my favorite part along those lines, and whether you're at the comedy store in L or or somewhere like that, locally I see it here. You'll see one of the better comics here, and they're like, I'm working on some new stuff. Is that cool? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I trust it. You know, go up and when we produce a show. And then they find out, like, somebody's passing through from L.A. or something, so they feel like they kind of have a to game. Whatever. And I'm like, yeah. that ain't new, that and ain't you're new. crushing now, yeah. so shut up with the excuses. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. Well, but that's it's the competition. Bombing, part of it too. bombing yeah. is a unique form it of really torture is. Is. where you're just you're sweating. You're going, I never want to do this again. <laughs> I just, I want to go back to my old, and it's so hard not to, because you're just like, no, no, no I know I'm not funny right now, but I, but I can't, let yeah. me show you. Yeah. Should have been here last week. Yeah. yeah. It's always the Wait till this word. stuff gets funny. You're going to love it. I know it's, it's not funny. <laughs> uh, Matt Eisman, you were talking about crowds and a microphone. People can see said crowds and microphone. Funny bone. Yeah. All weekend long. Man. Yeah. You do great whenever you go there. Man. I love, it's, 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 it's a great room. It's a great room. It's mm -hmm. a really good room for okay. comedy, the way it's set up. Um, I like it, and the beers are not too expensive, so I partake. <laughs> too. We ended up doing karaoke last night next door at the that, the Backstreet yeah, karaoke. That's place. right there. Like that to me. Like you're talking about interaction with yeah. like famous people. But a like people could tweet you. You'll tweet back sometimes. If you go to a comedy show, I don't know if it was like this whenever I was younger or before my time. It feels like if you're into comedy, that's the best thing to be into. Yeah. Because the comics are accessible. They'll literally, yeah. you can go we and Matt Eisman will two hours sing a night. Simple Man with you <laughs> after the oh, damn show. I, 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 I do the, um, uh, oh God, who, who did it? Shinedown. The Shinedown version. Of Simple you got Man. got up there and I did it. it. I'm a simple oh, yeah. No, what did I do? I did, uh, we did uh, One Direction last night. Because the people I was with, they were 1D fans. Mm. Of course they are. Hey, we're going to see a little Harry Styles. I'll do that. Okay. It was fun. 
<laughs> Matt's looking at like somebody give him a sour look. He's like, if I'm up here, you can get your you ass. You can up get here. your ass. Like, up yeah, here. Also, and I'm sick of Matt also saying like I drink beers and I eat all this barbecue when you're. You literally like Gabe Kapler right now. You're oh, like no. the fittest well, human being. Look I'm, how fit he what's is. What's your stance on coconut oil, man? Like, come <laughs> on, Look Gabe at him. Kapler. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is the best looking comedian we've had in here uh, ever. I'm going to tell Ian Bag and Burt Kreischer that. <laughs> <laughs> the machine. Wait, did you see him after Sober October, Burt Kreischer? The, the picture where he, yes, I did see him. First of all, if he t- that just shows you he could be in really good shape, right? The Mickey Mantle gene. <laughs> but I, I saw him like two weeks later at the comedy store yeah. he, on a Tuesday night. He's, he goes, uh, can I get a double, double vodka and soda? And, and they're like, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm, just, I'm just getting warmed up. And, you know, he's the machine. He is. He had his shirt. I walked out on stage. Shirt was off. Tito's and soda. It's in his veins. He man. is a machine. <laughs> he is a machine. In his veins. I'm not kidding you. Whenever we were just, just strict, like even earlier morning radio, he came in sipping on something. I hung out with him after his early show. We're sipping on something. Yeah. And he wasn't weird. He was fine. He was normal. The guy, he's his he's built liver far. must yeah. be the size of the Anheuser Busch Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Got that class. What I liver. love about him though is, and and uh, I don't know if he, he admits this, he's a wonderful husband and and family. Like his daughter, no, no, yeah, he is. He's a One, great dad. Yes. If you don't see that, then yeah. you're an idiot because you don't know what like a real creep looks like. Mm-hmm. That guy will say all kinds of goofy stuff, but if you pay attention, there's never any like. He ain't out cheating on yeah. the road. He's not out. He loves his kids, and that I, that's so much more commendable than it the is. other version. I love that he can still be the fun guy and be like, yeah, but I, you know, in a fun in a new face. Right, right, exactly. Right. If you saw and his, his li- wife is the patience of a saint. They had that marching band in his backyard. Southern hospitality. In a Speedo. Oh, my God. This is what I married. This is what I married. You knew what you signed up for. Travis, you need to find something like that someday. I wish. Okay. One we'll day see about yeah, Bert, Bert might go for it. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be good together. Matt, thank you so Thanks much. So much. Guys, I really guys watch thank all you. of Matt's TV. Follow him online and go see him at the Funny Bone all weekend long. Matt, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, guys.